Jnanandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Siddhantot Pala Saranityarasikam Hangsam Vilasatmakam Audaryakya Sudhama Sevakadhanam Vishramba Bhakti Pradam Yajna Jukti Vichakshanam Tvaghabhido Vaishishta Shaktya Sada Vandeham Triporarinamakayatim Shri Bhakti Vedantinam Namaom Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Swami Shri Bhakti Vedanta Prabhupada Yate Namaha Gurvagyam Shirasi Dretva Shakti Avesha Swarupine Hare Krishna Timantrena Paschatya Prachatarine Vishvacharya Prabhardyaja Devyakarunya Murtaye Shri Bhagavata Madurya Gita Gyana Pradayine Gaura Sri Rupa Siddhanta Saraswati Nishevine Radha Krishna Parambhoja Bringaya Gurave Namaha Devam Divyatanum Suchanda Vadanam Balarka Chelanchitam Sandrananda Puram Sadeka Varanam Vairagya Vidyam Buddhim Shri Siddhanta Nidhim Subhakti Lasitam Saraswatanam Varam Vandetam Shubhadam Adeka Sharanam Nyasishwaram Shridharam Vande Shri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Sahodito Gaudadaye Pushpavanto Chitra Sangdo Tamonado Vanchakalpa Tarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Vyayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Welcome again. Um, this is the last class of this series on the first chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Um, so I will just give a brief summary of what we have gone through so far. Um, in the first class, um, we were looking at how we are getting the Bhagavad Gita, uh, like how it's coming to us. And um, so, for example, Ganesh is the one who is transcribing it while listening to Srila Vyasadev. And um, we know from uh, Brahma Samhita and the commentaries of Prabhupada and Srila Siddhamaraj that um, Ganesh always has the feet of Nrishingadev on his head. And um, we also know that Nishingadev is, is giving the blessings to, to understand Shastra, like in the example of uh, Sridhar Swami and uh, Jiva Goswami and our Guru Maharaj. And um, then, of course, we have Vyasadev speaking, and he is the uh, Shakti Avesh avatar of uh, invested with Krishna's Gyan Shakti. 
And then we have Sanjaya speaking, like narrating the Bhagavad Gita to Dhritarashtra. And Sanjaya, uh, Sanjaya's name indicates that he has conquered his senses. So he he has realization of, of what he's speaking about here when he's speaking about um, non-attachment and attachment. And uh, then, of course, we have Krishna and Arjuna speaking, uh, Krishna, Bhagavan himself, and Arjuna, a pure devotee. Um, so it's, it's a very uh, blessed message coming through. And uh, then just a little very brief background on the story of uh, what is happening here on the battlefield. Uh, so it's... Um, there are many places one could start telling the story, but uh, to be brief, but still kind of get the essence here. It's two sons of Vyasadev, Pandu and Dhritarashtra. And uh, Dhritarashtra was born first. So in a sense, um, he, should, uh, he should have inherited the kingdom, but he was blind. So Pandu, who was the next son, uh, got to take over the kingdom. And when Pandu died, uh, then uh, the kingdom, then like the question is, should the kingdom go to his sons or to Dhritarashtra's sons? And uh, it should rightfully go to, to Pandu's sons, but Dhritarashtra's sons wanted the kingdom, and this is what the war is about. To be very brief, there is a lot of intrigue and uh, complicated stories behind, but so now the Pandavas uh, are on one side of the battlefield and the uh, Dhritarashtra's sons on the other side with Duryodhan in front. And uh, Arjuna has Krishna as his charioteer, which is very special. And uh, Arjuna has asked Krishna to draw out the chariot in between the two armies on the battlefield. And uh, Krishna draws the chariot in front of uh, Drona and Bhishma, who are actually devotees of Krishna, but somehow have ended up on the wrong side of the battle. And, um, and Arjuna, like I said, he's a pure devotee, but here Krishna puts him under a spell for the sake of us, because now Arjuna will, will be like one of us. He will be uh, feeling like an illusioned soul, um, not knowing what to do. And, and so today we will look at uh, his rationalizations for not fighting. So let's see. Because here is, um, so here we should we should kind of put ourselves in his shoes, although of course it's a very different situation. 
but um, we we should take inspiration from this from this whole uh, conversation between Krishna and Arjuna for for our own spiritual practice. Um, because as we try to advance, we will come across obstacles, and it's mainly about facing our attachment and, and transcending them. Uh, and um, so this is what Krishna is doing, doing to Arjuna here. He's showing Arjuna his attachments. And Arjuna's, Arjuna here, he has just, uh, like when he sees them, he, he, he has a panic attack. It's, it's, it's kind of explained like that in the verse, how he's, um, he can't even stand up anymore. He sits down on the chariot and, and he, he feels like he's losing his mind. And then he says, oh, Krishna. And he tells him that he cannot see any, uh, any Shreyas in fighting. And Shreyas is ultimate good because we have the, we have Preyas, which means the short-term good. Like when something, like for example, like so sometimes there, there's a joke like that, that uh, uh, laziness pays off now and work pays off later. So in this example, laziness is, is preyas and um, the, the reward that one will get for one's work later on is, is shreyas. But of course, this, it means uh, uh, it means like ultimate good. Like not just enjoying now, but um, kind of doing the hard work now and to achieve some some higher good in the future. But Arjuna cannot see how there can be any higher good in in killing uh, killing these people on the other side because because they are all they are all like one family. And he feels like he he has no desire for victory. Uh, or a kingdom or a pleasure that are derived from these. Because what is the use of having a kingdom uh, when you don't have when, when you don't have this family to share it with? So he feeling that he's feeling that even if they attack, um, he he doesn't feel like even defending himself. And he says even if he could win the whole universe. Um, he would not want to fight, so what to speak of just this small little kingdom that this war is about. And um, let's see. And also they, they have been, uh, the Pandavas have been attacked by, the, by Duryodhan and his brothers. So it's not like it's it's totally it's legally totally okay for them to, to kill to kill these other to kill these aggressors, but it's not okay according to Dharma. Arjuna is is arguing um, because it is against Dharma, for example, to to kill one's guru or, or one's 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 elders, like Bhishma and Drona. And um, and then kind of sensing that Krishna is kind of indicating to him that, but well, like, like they are, they are prepared to fight with you as if um, they also know these, these Dharmic, 
Dharmic rules. And Arjuna says, yes, but uh, even if they are overcome by greed, then why should we who know better also engage in this? And here, there, there are some interesting commentaries on this, that it's um, Arjuna is showing himself as if he is uh, very noble. Uh, and so, so he's, he's pointing out like the, they are overcome by greed, but actually he, and he's, he's kind of posing as, as he himself is not. Uh, but the thing is that his rationalizations are based on, like even if all these arguments sound, sound very good and, and, and logical and um, also uh, emotionally uh, like right, <laughs> sane, and, uh, they're still based on, uh, on his, on his material attachment. Uh, then he goes on to say that if, if we kill, like if the elders of the dynasty are killed, then, then the tradition will be lost. And those who, are, the, those who survive will, will be overcome by sinfulness. And, when, and if they become overcome by sinfulness, then um, Women in, women in society will be exploited and there will be uh, inappropriate mi mixing of the varnas, uh, like mixing of the castes. And uh, then society will become hellish and even the ancestors will, will fall down. Like those who have already passed away are being maintained in, in the Vedic society by those who live now because they're offering something called Pinda, kind of maintain, maintaining the forefathers. So since this, this tradition will also be lost, then the forefathers will also be lost. And, and just like this kind of disintegration of society will create this uh, inappropriate mixing of the varnas. Uh, the outcome of this mixing will, will also further, like like these people will also further destroy the culture, like whatever is left of the culture. And Arjuna is saying that he has heard from reliable sources um, that those in in this condition will, will li live in hell indefinitely. So he concludes that it's better for him to kill, to kill him unarmed and unresisting. And uh, there was also a funny commentary on, on this by Satyanarayan Das Babaji, because he was saying that, um, that Ar Arjuna does uh, what is called nowadays a Freudian slip when he says that, when he says those words, because he says, it's, it's better for me if they kill me un, unarmed and unresisting. So he's admitting that it's not, it's not, not that, that it's in the highest good, but it's, it's better for his ego if they kill him unarmed and unresisting, because then he can have, he can die and, and kind of know that he will be remembered as, as, as the one who was uh, so noble as not to fight. Um, but his, his, the thing is that his base um, 
motive for not fighting is his ego. It's it's not all these noble things, and um, and it's, it's also pointed out in the commentaries that uh, that uh, Krishna would have accepted if Arjuna wanted to take sannyas and just leave the battlefield if he did it for the right reason, because he. Um, because he does talking about leaving, leaving the battlefield, but for the wrong reason. Uh, so if he actually understood Krishna's teachings in Bhagavad Gita and then concluded to, to take sannyas and leave, that would also have been all right. But um, so it's not that Krishna, uh, that Krishna's main point is trying to get Arjuna to fight, but to, but to give up his attachments. So yeah, I and after saying all these doubts, then Arjuna uh, basically he says he, he's not going to fight, and and the chapter ends there. And uh, um, we can see in the in the commentaries to, to the beginning of the second chapter that Dhritarashtra is here feeling some hope that, uh, that that oh like maybe maybe Arjuna will actually just give up here. But Sanjaya indicates to Dhritarashtra that um, that Krishna is on his side and he will he will enlighten him. Um, so Arjuna will event, uh, ultimately fight and also win the war. Um, and I remember. Uh, a thing I heard early on when I joined Krishna Consciousness, there was someone giving a class and they said that, that everyone has their personal maya, their particular personal reason why, why they cannot surrender. And um, I feel like this is very true. And, um, but the, the key here is, is like, the, like the name for this whole, whole chapter is uh, Vishada Yoga to uh, to connect our like when we come come into this uh when we face this kind of desperateness when we realize what it is that we actually have to do to make progress that we turn to krishna even if we have all these doubts um arjuna is, is showing that um that uh, like like guru Maharaj says come come to the guru and doubt so it's not that we should uh, think that, uh, that that we have uh, like if we, if we have doubts, uh, how do you say? Like th there are no stupid questions. That it's only stupid not to ask. One could say. So, so Arjuna is is totally revealing all his doubts to to Krishna. He is also, he has also uh, a fault in, in how he presents, presents his doubts because he, he actually, he wants Krishna to, to agree with him. But at the same time, he's also open to, to, to like whatever Krishna will say. And, and this is the quality we have to, 
tried to imbibe from Arjuna. And that is what I could think of for today. So if anyone has any questions or other talking points or comments, we can extend this a little bit, otherwise, I wish you a good evening or day. Okay. Thank you all very much. Can I for... say one thing, Shamananda Prabhu? Yes. I wasn't able to, I didn't hear the whole class today. I will listen to it later, but I just wanted to express my appreciation for this series. I have enjoyed it very, very much. So thank you, thank you so much for giving these classes. Thank you so much for your, your encouragement and support. <laughs>